Ready to bust out your shovels? Because we're going deep. Oh, okay. I was wondering where it's going. Good. Nice. We're doing a deep dive today on Empire Day. Hmm. So we've talked about Empire Day before a little bit. So it was the day that Sheev Palpatine implemented the proclamation of the New Order, which declared the Jedi enemy enemies of the state and ordered the Galactic Republic into the First Galactic Empire with himself as the emperor. The proclamation was met with widespread support in the Senate, with a few notable detractors, including Padme Amidala and Bail Organa, but not Jar Jar Binks, because this whole thing is his fault. This is true. Yep. Um, from then on, Empire Day was celebrated yearly, generally celebrated with a parade, and they would play an excerpt of the speech that Sheev made on the day that the Empire was formed. Although his doctor to make him look younger and not messed up in the face. Mm. So he exudes unlimited power. Classic tyrant move. Yeah. Um, attendance to the festivities was mandatory. Mm, like a true against the law to not go. Mm-hmm. Like all my birthday parties. <laughs> um, the holiday also had an official theme song called glory to the empire and it sounds like so it's actually the anthem of the galactic empire um so i want to play that for you and Why? see how no. you feel i thought i just did but go for it the ricky bus is coming <laughs> ricky lake Wow. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so it's like um it's an upbeat version of the Imperial March that was written by Kevin Kynear, who is the composer for all of the Clone Wars and Rebels. I could have written this song and just speed up the other one. Well it's like more like in a yeah. major key. Yeah. Like, it has the marchy feel. Yeah, there's a little jammy section right here. Mm, put my jammies on. But yeah, I like this part. Yeah, I'm your emperor, girl. See, <laughs> so yeah, I thought this was interesting because it's the Imperial March, evidently, but canonically speaking, it's the national anthem of the Empire. I said, who loves the emperor? <laughs> yeah, you love the emperor, girl. All right, we're done. We're done. Okay, sorry. That was a great song. <laughs> I was real into that. I know, it's pretty sweet, right? So we actually hear this song in the episode during the parade um i also found some fun stuff i don't think this is canon but there's an mmorpg called star wars galaxies mm-hmm. so if you don't know what that is that's basically like world of warcraft it's a big online game it doesn't exist anymore but they had a one day event to celebrate empire day where a large statue of Sheev was erected on theed on naboo because hmm. that's where he's from mm-hmm and Darth Vader gave a speech about what Empire Day means, which a speech from Darth Vader. <laughs> what Empire Day means to me by, by Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. I love that visual. Um, they also sold special Empire Day snacks, including Order 66 cookies. Come on. And gracious government mix, which were chocolates shaped like Star Destroyers, Stormtrooper helmets, Darth Vader's head, and were said to be Sheev's favorite snack. <sighs> <laughs> so yeah it. i don't think it's canon but that made me laugh <laughs> but i wish it was 
um, behind the scenes, this is kind of interesting. So the actual term Empire Day was derived from a holiday in the United Kingdom. So it was a real holiday that celebrated the British Empire's formation and the remembrance of Queen Victoria's birthday. Hmm. So she died in 1901. So in 1902, they celebrated Empire Day on the day that would have been her birthday. I just saw that Victoria and Abdul movie. Oh, it's moving. Mm. Nice. That's all. Cool. Um, so it stopped being celebrated in 1958, but there was a clever Lucasfilm promoter who decided to revive the term for the launch of Empire Strikes Back in 1980. Hmm. Um, so what they did was they scheduled the London premiere on what would have been Empire Day on the same day. And they had stormtroopers and imperial officers parade through the streets of London. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought that would help the visual. No, thanks. No, keep going. So they had stormtroopers going through the streets, handing out pins and buttons that say, um, that say Happy Empire Day. They say Happy Empire Day. And it actually became like a huge hit. So like it was on the front page of newspapers and Empire Day became hip again. Now it's transformed into Commonwealth Day, but I don't think it's very widely celebrated. Here's a picture of what this looked like in 1980. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. There's like a stormtrooper hanging out of a Jeep with like a like a protest sign that has Darth Vader's face on it and says Happy Empire Day. Amazing. So if you're a collector, a bunch of collectors still have that logo on shirts and stuff, but many people don't know its origins. Hmm. Cool. Yep, so that's the origin. Thanks, Pete. Consider yourself origined. Huh. <laughs> this is a big origin. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know what that means. All right, well, um, so we usually do character portraits, but I thought um, I would take a chance to take this opportunity to take a chance and kind of take go a back. Take on me. Take a chance on me. Uh, kind of go back and talk about um, something that I brought up on the very first episode, which was Empire Day, uh, which is Ezra's birthday. Um, okay, <clears throat> so this is going to be a little bit of a rant, so hang on. Uh-huh. Hang on to your butts. Hang on to your butts. So I'm attacking my previous position on Ezra's narratively convenient birth date. Um, So as of now, I think I'm a little more willing to admit that the idea that Ezra was born on Empire Day is potentially more than a convenient plot point. Or as I had expressed on our first episode, awfully coincidental, if not silly. Mm. So there's a pretty good in-universe theory that I can get behind the more I research it on my own, and it goes something like this. So the birth of Force-sensitive beings is a possible product of the following. One, the death of many Jedi, which caused an ebb in the Force that potentially needed to be filled by sentient beings for where does the displaced living Force migrate once forcibly evicted? Mm. Um, Two, an anniversary celebration of tragedy, the effects of which modern psychologists may call the anniversary effect. Um, Is that like a real thing? Yeah, that's a real thing oh. um, that can trigger trauma. 
Um, three um, of the annual celebratory execution of anti-imperial force users, and four of the unstable times they were living in. So all of these factors can possibly culminate in such a way that induces labor for many <coughs> pregnant beings, stay with me, <laughs> carrying force-sensitive children, which is the cause of so many huh. births on and around Empire Day, like Ezra, Luke, and Leia. In short, the ebb in the force and the effects of this traumatic day and the times induced labor. Okay, so I know this is a little wild sounding, so I'm going to get into a little bit of the science behind it. Okay, so yeah. I'm poorly summarizing some medical evidence here, and I'm not a doctor yet, <laughs> but here's what I've uncovered in some of my half-baked research. Doctor of love, maybe? Maybe. Um, there's considerable amount of empirical evidence that suggests, uh, that supports the theory that adrenaline and or stress can prematurely kickstart Braxton Hicks. So in a stressful time, say a war, maybe even a clone war, <laughs> there may be considerable amounts of preterm births. That doesn't seem too outrageous to me. But if we add in some of the metachlorian theories, which Qui-Gon fervently mm -hmm. defended, and which Lucas has gone on record as saying um, that may be one of just Qui-Gon's deeply held theories, but is nevertheless still existent in the Star Wars universe, um, though because of Lucas's comment leaves me hopefully unsure of how it's connected in a cause and effect sort of way to the force mm -hmm. ability, is a part of the equation. So, for just as old Ben Kenobi felt the disturbance in the Force when Alderaan was destroyed, and all of the living Jedi throughout Order 66 could be visibly seen experiencing the loss of life in Episode mm. 3, perhaps the unborn children of the Force, far enough into their development to possess metachlorians, were similarly impacted in utero and were born prematurely. Okay. So additionally, let's not forget how the parents, <laughs> I'm really going on right here, no, par parents of these unborn force-sensitive children who similarly felt the effects of the purge are affected as the force seems to be largely hereditary. So mothers and children are feeling this disturbance together, compounding into, I'm going to coin a new term here, force births. <laughs> DM. Um, so... As eventually Luke and other Force Crusaders start looking for Force-sensitive children, my guess is that they will find an inordinate amount of Force wielders born on and around Empire Day because of all those factors I've listed. Maybe you've heard that old tale that the best hockey players are born in January and February. Well, this is kind of I like... I have not. <laughs> this is like the Force version of that. Cool. The best Jedi are born around Empire Day and often prematurely. <laughs> So, I'm um, getting towards the end here. It seems that many great force wielders, good and bad, are born on days of significance to mm. further support this theory. So, days where either traumatic, stressful, or force-affected things are going on, like the force is inordinately being sucked away mm. or implemented. For example, example, Kylo Ren was born on the day of the Galactic Concordance, uh, the day that that was signed between the New Republic and the Galactic Empire. Huh, interesting. Um, and finally, this also begs the question of Anakin Skywalker's birth, uh, which um, we all know he was immaculately conceived. Um, but I remember in the now-termed Legends universe uh -huh. that Darth Plagueis, along with Darth Sidious, may have been responsible for 
impregnating Shmi with Plagueis. <laughs> I, I know. I know. It sounds silly. When Plagueis, after successfully resurrecting Darth Venomous, who was a Bith, decided to test his powers and stretched out to Metachlorians throughout the galaxy in hopes of gaining dominance over them. But the Force resisted. It rejected him and his efforts. And in reaction, Metachlorians acted on their own accord and conceived a child within Shmi Skywalker. So that's... That's old. That's legend stuff yeah. now. But that was the story of where Anakin came from. Um, so basically, all this to say that Ezra's birth on Empire Day may be more than just coincidental. It mm. could be the effects of the Force, of trauma, of stress, um, of all of that. So um, that's yep. my. Uh, so I can get behind it a little more as more than just convenient. Yeah, and you've mentioned this before, but. Luke and Leia were born on Empire Day, right? Uh, two days after. Two days after. Yeah. So they, a lot of people are born around Empire Day. And I would be curious to see how many other people, Force users, are born in and around. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, so that's my rant. Thanks. And thank you, everyone out there. Um, uh, thank you. Special thanks to our guest today. Yep. Zena Duncan. She killed it. Killed Get it. it. Um, and you know where to find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Rebels Rebels Pod, or you can email us at Rebels Rebels Pod at gmail.com. Um, you can tell us what you think about that rant. And until next time, be brave out there and don't look back. <laughs> don't look back. Bye. See ya.